Welcome to Empowered Living with Evangelist Robin Sherrod. Grace and peace be unto you and welcome to Empowered Living with Evangelist Robin Sherrod. I am so glad that you have decided to join us today because here at Empowered Living, we add value to your life as we point you to Jesus Christ. Our mandate here at Empowered Living is for you to strengthen that horizontal relationship that you have with the word of the Lord so that in turn, it will empower the vertical relationship that you have with our Father, which is seated up in heaven, making intercession for you and I. This is a great opportunity for us to come together because here at Empowered Living, we focus on the benefits and not the bare of life, the benefits and not the barriers of life. Do you know that Jesus came so that you could have life and that you could have that life more abundantly? That he came so that you could have a prosperous life? He came so that you could have a joyful life? He came so that you could have a life that would be resurrected in him? He came so that you could have a life and that life is intended for you to live and not for only for you to exist but for you to live, for you to live and to thrive. And each one of us have an assignment. You have an assignment specifically from God for your life. And our mandate here at Empowered Living is for you to live out date, for you to um, explore uh, what it is that God has for you and for you to walk in your um, divine destiny. So with that being said, we're going to go to the word of the Lord. We're coming from out of the book of Matthew today, Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, verses 20 through 22. Matthew chapter 9, verses 20 through 22. We want to also share with you that you can stay connected with us through our various social media platforms that we have available. You will see them on the screen, but you're more than welcome to connect with us through our social media platforms such as Facebook, such as Instagram. We are also on podcasts. We are on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, BeanPod, whatever uh, platform you may have, you can find us there. And of course, on our YouTube channel and definitely the Now Network. As we go to the word of the Lord, Matthew chapter 9, verses 20 through 22. I'm going to be reading it initially out of the King James Version of the Bible. And then we're going to go and look at it from the Message Bible. So the King James Version reads as such. And behold, a woman, which was diseased with an issue of blood, 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall behold. But Jesus turned him about and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith had made thee whole, and the woman was made whole from that hour. As we look at it from the Message Bible, it states, Matthew chapter 9, verses 20 through 22, the Message Bible, it states, just then a woman who had hemorrhaged for 12 years, slipped in from behind and lightly touched his robe. 
she was thinking to herself, if I can just put a finger on his robe, I'll get well. Jesus turned, caught her at it. Then he reassured her, courage, daughter. You took a risk of faith and now you're well. The woman was well from then on. I'm going to lift our topic today, our subject today from Matthew chapter 9 verse 20 and specifically where it says, for she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. And our title today is simply Seize the Moment. You can go ahead and say your first name, whatever it is, and say, I must seize the moment. You know, I have a few questions as we get ready to go into the text. And these questions are, should I continue or do I quit? Do I take a permanent time out because things right now are extremely difficult? Does it seem like what I do doesn't change anything? Have you ever faced these questions? I have. Being saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, running around church, whatever you want to say. There are times in which we question where we are in God because of the circumstances of life. Times when you are desperately striving for a breakthrough, but it hasn't come through. Or times when you do experience a breakthrough and you think, I got one foot forward and here comes something to pull you back. Times when you are thinking, why, when, how, what? Times when you are thinking that I am not going to walk this walk anymore because it seems like it's just too hard. But something on the inside of you, something deep down inside of you, some people call it perseverance. Some call it tenacity. Others call it resilience. Many may call it grit, but for those of you that are body of believers, those of you that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, those of you who have accepted Jesus as your savior, those of you that are believers in Christ, it is called the strength of God. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit and by my strength, saith the Lord. There are situations that you can testify about right now that if it had not been for the strength of God, if it had not been for the power of God, if it had not been for God being on your side, you do not know where you would be right now. But God, we're going to look at the woman with the issue and how based on her circumstances, it didn't seem like she was ever going to get a breakthrough. But not only did she get a breakthrough, she came through. And not only did she come through, 
but she did a come up. She elevated her life based on faith, based on belief. Based on knowing that the person that she was going to take her troubles to, her problems to, had the opportunity and had the ability, come on, had the ability to do something about it. Have you ever thought about the fact that the things that you are going through, the crisis, the chaos, the things that you are experiencing, Sometimes our greatest influence takes place after the trouble. Sometimes our greatest testimony comes after the conflict. Sometimes our greatest witness comes after the problem. And sometimes our greatest intimacy with God comes after the crisis. And who is best able to talk about a situation to witness about a situation other than a person that has gone through it, him or herself. So this story that we're going to look at is a depiction of how God can take the rubbish of our lives, how God can take the fragments of our lives, how God can take the scraps of our life and turn it from a mess to a miracle. He can do it in a moment. Something that we have suffered with for years, for, for decades, God and an encounter with him can take a mess and he can turn it into a miracle. Aren't you glad about that? I know that I am. Why are we focusing on a moment? You know, you hear the terminology seize the day. Well, the time that we're living in right now, we don't know if we're going to be able to see the end of a day. We ask God and we praise God for being able to see that, but we just don't know. So it's so important for us to seize the moment. We need to seize the opportunity that God has given to us today. When you are in a hopeless situation, you may not have strength for the day, but you got strength for the moment. So today I would like to bring before you this woman. This woman that we see over in Matthew chapter 9 verses 20 through 22. The Bible says that first of all, it says, behold a woman. This woman's name was not given to us. All we know is that she's a woman. We don't know her nationality. We don't know her, her uh, ethnicity. We don't know her background, her history. All we know, the Bible says, is that she is a woman. And it said, behold a woman. And that this woman was diseased according to what Matthew says in chapter 9, verses 20 through 22. And this woman had an issue. And her issue was dealing with uh, uh, her cycle. She had an issue of hemorrhaging. She had an issue of blood. How many of us have issues? We all have issues. It doesn't matter how saved you are. It doesn't matter how much you read your Bible, how much you quote scriptures. We all have issues. Either you are dealing with an issue 
You're coming out of an issue or you're going into an issue. But regardless, we all have and we all are dealing with issues. And this woman issue, she had a very intimate issue. How often do we have intimate issues? Issues that we don't want anyone to find out about. Issues that if someone found out about it, they may look at us differently. Issues that we are embarrassed about, we are ashamed about, we have guilt about these issues. And some of the issues are unavoidable. Some of them are uncontrollable. But yet they let they have landed into your life. So this woman was dealing with the issue and her issue was again hemorrhaging. Now if you go over to the book of Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 15 verses 25 through 27, it speaks about a woman that is on her cycle. It speaks about a woman who is um, having a, a hemorrhaging or she's having a discharge and it states that this woman would be considered to be unclean. It meant that wherever she sat, it was considered to be unclean. Wherever she slept, it was considered to be unclean. Wherever she went, it was considered to be unclean. She wasn't able to go to the store like the other women or go to the market or go to the well where a lot of the women would go during that time. They would go to the well to be able to draw water. She wasn't able to get with the, with the girls and to have a, a good time because she had an issue. She wasn't able to be married because she had an issue. She didn't have any children because she had an issue. She financially, uh, economically, uh, socially, all of the things in which you feel that it makes you part of a community, she could not be a part of because she had an issue. How often do our issues pull us away from community? Our issues pull us away from family. Our issues pull us away from uh, socialization of love, of intimacy, of presence, because we have an issue. I'm not going to name the issues because there's too many of them to name. But the fact I want you to think about issues that you deal with, issues that I have dealt with that are intimate issues, things that you really don't want anyone to find out about or to know about. This is the depth of this woman and her issue. Again, it was intimate and it was long. It wasn't like this woman issue was only one day. It wasn't like it was two days or three days, but it, it lingered. Do you have an issue that's lingering? It, it, it's monthly. It's weekly. Now it's turned into years. And you're still dealing with this issue. And the Bible says that it cost this woman everything that she had. And when she kept going to the physicians, when she kept going to the people that she thought could help her, these people could not help her. All they did was to take her money. They said, and those descriptions that she, she uh, spent all that she had. And she still had what? An issue. 
When you look at the word disease, when we go over to the book of Mark, because this story is also told over in the book of Mark, chapter 5, verse 29. It speaks about the woman, and it's instead of it stating that she has a disease, it states that she has a plague. So this woman has a plague, and when you look at this, um, when you look at this, this word here, um, we see that the word plague refers to a disease. Now we're dealing with a plague, talking about a pandemic, but in the context of where this, um, uh, we look at this word, um, we're looking at the word plague and it's known as mastique and it refers to a disease. It emphasizes oppressive pain, suffering of an acute disorder. So what is laying out for us is not only that this woman have a issue of being depleted, something coming out of her life, but also that she it was painful. How many issues do we have that are painful? We're dealing with the issue, and on top of that, that issue is painful, and it's lingering, and it doesn't seem to be going away. This is the situation that this woman was facing, and we all have faced lingering issues, lingering situations, and things in which you're dealing with right now, and you're trying to determine and trying to figure out how long will this go on? Will I ever get some form of relief? This woman was diseased. She was destitute. She was a hurting woman. She was, and uh, uh, her disease was expensive. It was extreme and it was extended. This woman had this issue. I can imagine how her heart must have felt. Have you ever had a broken heart? You know, it is a phenomenon. They say that when you do have a broken heart, I know because I've been there. You can actually feel the physical effects of your heart where it seems like your heart is aching and your heart is breaking because you have gone through so much. I know there's someone out there right now that you are listening to this and you are in an issue. You are in a situation where it seems like there is just no way out. And how can I get some type of relief? Where can I go where I can find peace? Where can I go when I can start the process of healing? You can go to the word of the Lord. This is where you're going to find your comfort is in the word. You're not going to find your comfort in a bottle. You're not going to find your comfort in, in smoking up some dope. You're not going to find your comfort laying in a bed with a man or with a woman. You're not going to find your comfort there. You're not going to find your comfort shooting something in your arm or cutting yourself or not eating or overeating or, or emotional eating or loading on yourself, or going out buying the next thing because it's something that make you feel good at the moment. We all must carry our brokenness to the Father. 
because the Bible tells us that he cares about the brokenhearted. When you go over and you look in the scripture, Psalms 34 and 18, he says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Have you ever had a crushed spirit? Have you ever had a broken heart? It says that he's close. And there are times when you have a broken heart where you feel like you are all by yourself. How can the Lord be close to me and my heart is breaking? How could he even allow this to happen to me and my heart is breaking? If we are true to ourselves, we will say, you know what? I have been there. And it says he's close to us. He would never leave us nor forsake us. Then he says he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. I'm not talking about having a bruised uh, uh, spirit, but crushed. What crushed, when you think about something being crushed, what is it? It's something that has been pounded upon and pounded upon and pounded upon. And many of you listening, your issues have been pounded upon and pounded upon. And it's just been amplified and it's just been magnified. But I come to you today to let you know that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and that he rescues. Do you know what that means? That means that when you you're right in the thick of things that God will come in and he will rescue. When someone is being rescued, that means that their life is in danger. When your life is in danger, when your essence is in danger, when your, when your faith is in danger, when it seems like that everything is coming around and it's just exploding around you and it's crushing you day by day, moment by moment, don't you know that God will come in and he will seize the moment and he will rescue you. He will rescue your spirit. He will take your spirit and he will rescue it. He will restore it. He will revive it. He will refresh it. Why? Because he is the almighty God who is close to the brokenhearted and rescues the spirits that are crushed. This is the God that we serve. He goes on to tell us in his word in Isaiah chapter 53, 4 and 5. It says, surely he had borne our griefs and he carried our sorrow. Every sorrow that we have, God has carried it. Jesus has carried it. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, it says that we are healed. So no matter where you are at this moment, and these are only two scriptures that I spoke about. If you go in the word and you read the word, you're going to find scripture on top of scripture that is going to support the fact that God is close to the brokenhearted, that he rescues your spirit, those that are crushed in the spirit, and that he's able to heal you 
He's able to heal you in places that you never thought you could be healed. He's able to move into your life in a way that you never could have imagined. He's able right in your situation right now, he's able to come in and I pray that for you. I pray right now that the peace of God, that the transcendence of God, that the grace of God, that the mercy of God, that the love of God, that the rescuing power of God will come in where you are right now and he will touch you and that you will feel his presence, that you will feel his peace, that you will feel feel his comfort, that you will feel his joy that is surrounding you, that is engulfing you. Even when your heart is broken, when your heart is in pain, when you're trying to figure out why God did this happen, how did this happen? Why did this happen to me? The Bible says that the Lord is close to the broken hearted. And he rescues the crushed in spirit. The enemy wants you to stay crushed. The enemy wants you to go and get the pills. He wants you to go and get the gun. He wants you to go and get the rope. But God says, I want you to come and know about me. I want you to come and sit in my bosom. I want you to come and lay your head in my chest. I want you to know that where you are right now, you can be in the dungeon somewhere. You can be in, 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 in a drug house, wherever you are right now. You may not even hear, see this broadcast, but you may be listening to it right now. And so I pray for you now. I pray that God will come in, that the ministering angels will come in right now and rescue you now in the name of Jesus. I come alongside those mothers that are praying, those grandmothers that are praying, those aunties and those uncles that are praying. I come uh, uh, alongside those mothers and those fathers that are praying day in and day out for the rescue mission. We command the rescue mission of God to go out right now and to hover over those souls right now that are heartbroken, those souls that are crushed, those souls that dreams did not come to pass and to let them know that God is is there yet for you and he loves you and he is not forsaking you and he will not forsake you. This is a time looking at this woman's story and we haven't even continued to, to get to the second part of it. We'll get to the second part of it um, at the next broadcast but um, to let you know that the essence and we had to spend time here. We had to spend time on the brokenness because there's many of you that are listening to this, that are looking at this and you are in a state, you are in a season of brokenness. But I want to tell you, my brother, my sister, my, my young child, my young girl, my young, my young man, my young adult, that God is able to come in and that he's there to heal the brokenhearted and to rescue the crushed in spirit. All you have to do is reach out to him. And yes, we're going to find out about this woman and what she did to get to Jesus and then what happened once she got to him. 
See, when you have an encounter with Jesus, things change. And we're going to talk about that the next time that we are together. But be blessed, my brothers and sisters. You have a great day, a greater tomorrow, and blessed days ahead. We For tuning in to today's broadcast. If you'd like to stay connected with Robin Sherrod Deliverance Ministries, visit us at robinsherrod.com. We'd love to hear from you on social media and look forward to connecting with you next week.